Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the New York Yankees official podcast. As corny as this sounds, like I just want to win a World Series. If I'm in the All Star game, I'm in the All Star game. That means we're we're doing well. Our team's doing well. I'm doing well. That's great. But I think the most important games are are at the end of the year. What happened last year? I felt like I was one of the guys that took it personal. Was like, hey, you know what? Like, we need to make some adjustments. We need to be better. And you know, it was crazy because people would ask me in the offseason, like, man, you caught a Cy Young winner and just hit me like. I caught a Cy Young winner, like, this is crazy. A lot of guys, you know, showed up doing new things, looking like new people, you know, like, they took what happened last year and they took it to heart to where it was like, it's not good enough, it's not our standard, it's not who we are, and are bringing a strong foot forward here in 24. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the New York Yankees official podcast. I'm John Schwartz. I'm the deputy editor for Yankees Magazine. Joining me right now, fresh back from his trip to Tampa, we have our executive editor, Nathan Makaborski. What's going on, Nate? Not too much, John. Good to be back here in the Bronx after a very uh, fun and um, just, I don't know, it's, it's always great to be in Tampa when spring training kicks off a new season. The uh, excitement is certainly palpable. And um, yeah, it was a it was a privilege to be down there for a few days. Nate, while you were down there, you did a terrific interview with Patrick Jose Trevino as he discussed you know trying to come back from the injuries last year. Uh, you know, a, a kind of a common theme in a sense with the Yankees as we look at what's going on in 2024 spring training. A lot of rebounding, a lot of uh, trying to put 2023 in the past. So I'm glad that uh, people are going to get to hear that. And then, Nate, afterward, why don't we just discuss you know some of your observations about some of the new guys, some of what you saw in spring training and certainly you know how that ties into the story that you have in our spring issue about the new guys on the team but first here is jose trevino joining me today is yankees catcher jose trevino trevi thanks so much for taking the time today yeah no problem thanks for having me absolutely so we are coming to you live from george m steinbrenner field down in tampa florida the start of a new baseball season obviously uh a lot of excitement in camp with the arrival of juan soto and Mm -hmm. everything else um i mean but just you know position players having reported this week and spring training games coming up on the horizon in a few days uh, just you know what's it like just having everybody back together in one place after the off season where everybody's kind of out on their own yeah no it's uh it's exciting you know having the guys around getting back into the flow of things it's, it's very exciting looking at the team that we have this year, the new additions, the guys that are returning. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's an exciting time right now. Yeah, you can sense that even, you know, just watching live BP and stuff today. There's a good, good energy in the ballpark. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. definitely. So, you know, I've been interested in, in you know, kind of the, the team's thoughts about you know some years when it when a year doesn't go your way like it did in 2023 some teams are just like flush it put it in the past but there seems to be an acknowledgement here of like definitely everybody was like that wasn't good enough and and they're not willing to just flush it they want to remember it kind of yeah no definitely i mean i don't think it's something i I definitely think it's something in the past for sure but it's something that you can't forget it's something that uh i know a lot of guys in the off season 
took it with them and were like, you know what, we need to be better. Um, I feel like a lot of guys looked at themselves before they looked at anything else, which is what you want, which is why this team is going to be so good. A lot of guys, you know, showed up doing new things, looking like new people, you know, like they took what happened last year and they took it to heart to where it was like, it's not good enough. It's not our standard. It's not who we are and are bringing a strong foot forward here in 24. Yeah. So what did your off season entail? You know, we we got together in in San Antonio prior to 23. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Was it similar or anything different for you? Uh, Just a little similar, just with the, with the wrist injury, doing rehab and stuff like that. I was home a little longer, you know, this off season, I was able to kind of, you know, get some, some quality work in while having uh rehab and stuff like that with the wrist. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little long off season for me. I'm hoping this year it's very, very short. Hopefully we're playing, you know, at the end of October going into November and we're, you know, having to stay in New York a little bit longer for the parade and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it was good overall though. You know, what happened last year, I felt like I was one of the guys that took it personal was like, Hey, you know what? Like we need to make some adjustments. We need to be better. Mm-hmm. The wrist sent you to the IL in July, mm-hmm. but I imagine it was something that was bothering you for a while before <laughs> that. I mean, at what point did you say like this, this might be a problem for me this year? Um, without giving too much away. Uh, I mean, it happened in spring training. Yeah. It happened in spring training. Basically, you know, it was, you could do something about it or you can go play. And I, I, cho- I chose to play, you know, the, the trainers did everything that they could to, to get me ready to play every single time I was out in the field, you know, our, our training staff is the best of the best. And it it definitely something that lingered. Uh, it was something that got worse, a little worse over time. I was hoping that I could make it through the year, but I mean, it got to a point to where I, you know, it was affecting me without even playing the game. So, um, I decided it was, it was probably best to just, you know, get the surgery, get it, you know, all healed up, do the rehab and get ready for 24. Yeah, I know that must have been hard for you yeah. because I mean the previous season in 2022 was so good. Yeah, All Star season, and yeah. I remember you saying how great you felt down the stretch that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was definitely tough. I think just anything you do in life, if something gets taken away from you that you love to do, it's hard. Um, so it took a little rough, you know. But knowing that at some point I'm going to get back to it, you know, striving and and thinking about like, okay, I know this is my situation now. I know that I have to take care of right now in order to be where I want to be later, which later is now. I'm here. I'm in camp. I'm excited, ready to play some baseball. So oh, yeah. uh, I'm interested in what your mindset was once you went on the IL, because I remember being in the clubhouse after the game in which Ben Rortvet caught Garrett Cole for the mm-hmm. first time, and they had a great game together. Mm-hmm. He had like 10 strikeouts, mm-hmm. beat the Royals, and afterwards, when they're talking to the media, both guys brought up your name unprompted and talked about how helpful it was, you know, your input. Mm-hmm. So, you know, while you say, you know, it was rough uh, to have to go through that kind of injury, what was your mindset still? Just try to help the team as much as I could, uh, whether it is Garrett Cole, whether it's Clark Schmidt, whether it's Nestor, whoever it is, whoever was asking for help. I was, you know, looking for answers, looking for things that they could do, you know, if they had a question for me, I wasn't trying to, you know, jump the gun and be like, Hey, I think y'all need to do this. Like, no, I wasn't going to do that because it wasn't my place. I wasn't, you know, active. I wasn't playing in the game, you know? So, um, I was just, you know, still doing scouting reports, still kind of like watching over the games. I mean, I, 
some of some of the harder days were me in New York not being able to play. Like just being out there in the dugout was like, man, I wish I could get out there, I wish I could play. Um, but when I was home doing my rehab and stuff, still following the games, you know, seven oh five start, me and my family were having dinner and we were watching the baseball game. You know, I was keeping an eye on, you know, whatever the little things are that you watch the game a little different. But yeah, I was trying to just try my best to to stay in it as much as I could till the till the last pitch. Down the stretch last season, you know, even the the Yanks were kind of falling out of the race in the division. It was clear that everybody still really wanted Garrett to get the Cy Young award. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, you know, I was at his uh, acceptance uh, dinner in, mm-hmm. in January, and of course, you know, he mentioned that this is not a solo effort. This yeah. is a, a team award. And, yeah. You know, he mentioned you and and Ben and Higgy. Uh, just how much pride did you take? Hundred percent, man. Get that's that, uh, that was. Um... You know, I think that's an individual goal for Garrett. I don't want to speak for Garrett, but that's an individual goal for Garrett that, you know, he wanted to mark down. This is, dude is one of the better pitchers in our generation that we're going to see. You know, he has the stuff to be great and to finally see people recognize that. I mean, this dude was not even top 10 in the preseason pitchers. Like, I remember looking at a, at a chart that someone threw up, and it's like, Garrett's not even the top 10. Are you serious? And And it was almost like he was like, man, you know what, like, here we go. And and he had done some incredible things the previous offseason where it was like, oh, he was ready to go, man. And to see that for him, you know, that's something that you 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 kind of hang your hat on in the offseason. You know, we didn't have a good season, but, you know, this guy did this. So I think it was something for me. You know, I've never I've never been a part of a, a pitcher that ends up winning the Cy Young. I've never been a part of that, you know, and I, I take a lot of pride in that. And, you know, it was crazy because people would ask me in the offseason, like, man, you caught a Cy Young winner and just hit me like I caught a Cy Young winner. Like, this is crazy, you know? So guys would ask me all the time, like, hey, how was he? What did he do? Like, all this stuff, you know? I mean, he's the best pitcher in the game, so, yeah. That's it. The guy prepares as hard as he, he does. humanly possible, too. He does. He does. You know, uh, he, he wasn't the only one who got an award last offseason. Yeah. Aaron Judge got the Roberto Clemente Award. Yeah. And that, you know, made me think about – a lot of the work that you've done yeah. during your off season, you're always yeah. seem to be doing something cool with yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the kids. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what went down uh, this past <laughs> December? Uh, oh, you were back in man, Corpus Christi, was, right? It in was your crazy. Hometown? Yeah. I was back in my hometown. We had a uh, Trevi's homecoming, you know, every year we try to make it like a different name representing something that, you know, we want to bring attention to. So this year it was my first time bringing a baseball tournament, softball tournament back to Corpus Christi. I've always done it you know, in North Texas, Dallas, San Antonio, and finally we're bringing it to Corpus. But I wanted to put a twist on it just because that community of of, of South Texas, of Corpus Christi, the baseball there is incredible. The competition there is incredible. The people have the passion for the sport there. And for some reason, they've always backed me up. You know, starting in high school, when I was on my journey, when I wanted to be a major league pay, uh, baseball player, people would always back me up. No matter what, they would always cheer for me. I'd always get messages, hey, we're rooting for you down here in South Texas, you know, represent 361, all that stuff. So I wanted to make sure that the experience was well worth it. I felt like I owed the community something back for them having my back for so many years. So we decided to, Friday morning, we decided to hit off the Lexington Corpus Christi and hit balls into the bay. Uh, I brought a few friends with me. The Savannah Bananas were there. We had a couple of, uh, it was a homecoming theme, so I wanted guys from the area uh, guys that are active players in the minor leagues and the major leagues, uh, guys that have played in the minor leagues and the major leagues, people that are 
you know, staples in the community, people that represent the community from a baseball or softball standpoint, I wanted those people to be there. Yeah. So we did that in the afternoon, which was crazy. It was why I didn't expect it to be that crazy. Uh, and then we had a celebrity softball game that night, played two or three innings. And then we had, uh, I think it was the 10 year old boys and the 12 year old girls. We had them do a home run derby. And then the following day, Saturday, Sunday, we had a two day tournament where people were, you know, the baseball was unbelievable. The kids were out there showing out, you know, uh, the teams were, I, people were calling it like the winter world series. It, it was, it was incredible. It was such a good experience for the city of Corpus Christi. I think they said something about $850,000 in passive income or something like that. That was one of the things that I heard, but anything that I can do to bring, you know, attention to that community, the baseball community there, it was, it was amazing. My, uh, my tournament director, Laren Hampton from 24 Sports, he crushed it, you know, from scheduling to keeping everybody on time. It's a lot it, of logistics. It, 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 was, it was a ton. It was a ton of logistics. I think this year we're going to have something cool. I can't let you into what we have, but <laughs> I'm trying to get some New York teams. I want some New York teams. I want some upstate New York teams. The weather's warmer in South Texas. Like, come on down, man, and we'll make this thing as big as we can. That's awesome. Hopefully some of my teammates come too. Like, I'm sure I, we're, they we're will, gonna, man. We're going to see what we got. If you ask, I'm sure got. they'll come. Yeah. So three six one. That means yeah. that's the area code. The area that's code. The area down code. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Representing. So, yeah. Was your family there with you? Oh yeah, we had I, everybody there. My son was actually playing in the tournament. Was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, so cool. They had just picked up a a little t ball team, and two of my good friends. They have uh, kids the same age as uh, as my son Josiah. And yeah, we put them in the tournament. You know, I, unfortunately, they didn't win the tournament, but it was my son's first tournament. So I, hopefully, he has that memory with them. You know, like I played in my dad's tournament is my first tournament ever so yeah, yeah. it's great for them to see yeah to see you doing yeah. stuff you i know? think that's the biggest thing for me is like i want to show these kids that i was i was that kid once like i was going to all these tournaments i was trying to you know play my heart out so a scout can come and see me you know and uh, i just wanted i want to get in front of them as much as i can and show them that their dream is possible you know it takes a lot of stuff that goes into it but if I did it, you know, y'all can do it too, that kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like this game is just in your soul. Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. when, when your playing days are over many, many years from now, <laughs> I mean, I feel like you are not a guy who's going to be able to let baseball go. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I get called a lifer. They call me a lifer yeah. here. So, um, I mean, yeah, I do have goals after I stop playing, you know, and I definitely want to want to do that uh at some point but you know i kids a family my wife you know i gotta i gotta take care of all that stuff and get permission from them to do what i want to do after i'm done playing but there are definitely some things that i want to do in baseball especially after i'm done playing nice so before we look ahead at, to the 2024 season um you know to get a player like Juan Soto, obviously yeah. you got to give up a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we parted with a lot of pitchers this off season, yeah. um, but also Kyle Higashioka. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what did he mean to you? Uh, I mean, man, Higgy, I just remember feeling so comfortable with him, you know, him talking to me, him. I mean, I was two days before the season started and this dude's like, Hey, this guy likes to do this. This guy does this. This guy wants to do that. He knew everything about these pitchers and he was just spilling all the information onto me. I think because, you know, Higgy's one of my favorite teammates of all time. Good days, bad days, Higgy's right there. Higgy's right there to tell you, hey, man, keep your head up, or hey, man, keep going, you know. And we had a good relationship, a very good relationship, not only with each other, but with everybody, you know, with the pitchers. We were always, you know, on the same page with all the pitchers. Um, if a pitcher was doing something different, me and him were always talking to each other about, hey, 
keep an eye on this because he was trying this in his bullpen. But man, Higgy meant meant a lot to me, you know, and I still keep in contact with him. But man, it was we had some good times together, man. We had some fun times. Yeah. Did you learn stuff from him that you incorporate into your uh you know, yeah. as a catcher yeah. now? Because no, I mean I, you're like you're the I think it was more than that. I think it was more than just the just the catching aspect of it. I think it was more of how to be a Yankee. Mm. Like he showed me the way of how to be a Yankee, what it meant to be a Yankee, how much pride you should have in being a New York Yankee. I think that's the best thing that Higgy did for me. And he did a lot of great things for me, but that was one of the things for me. He set the tone uh, right away for me. Awesome. Well, we started off talking about the uh, the excitement in camp mm-hmm, here and mm-hmm. the vibe, and uh, you know Juan Soto has has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Also, Marcus Stroman, uh, yeah. a new addition to the starting rotation here. How do you approach getting to know a new starter? For me, looking at video, looking at what they do well, looking at what they could do better. Um, is there anything new that they're bringing to this season that they didn't do last season? Uh, getting to know their tendencies, what they what they are comfortable doing, what they're not comfortable doing. Um, and then getting to know them personally, family, friends, what they like to do outside of the stadium, what they like to do in, in the stadium. Like, what is it? What do you what do you like to do? And uh, for me, getting to know Stro over the past couple of days has been has been pretty good. So we have some similarities. We have some people that we know that we've talked to. And yeah, man, I mean, it's it's exciting for him, for Grish, for Trent Grisham, for Verdugo to be here. You know, we got Caleb Ferguson. I mean, it's it's a, a whole list of guys, man. And it's, uh, it's going to be a very, very good spring. Yeah. Two games in Mexico City, which yeah. is uh, unusual. Oh, man, I'm getting crushed with this question right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what are you thinking? Is that a trip that you're hoping to be on or what? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everybody kind of already has heard my take on it. I would love to go. I would love to go. I got asked to play for Team Mexico last year, and I got asked to play for Team USA last year too, but I, I didn't. For me, I was more focused on being ready for the season and getting to know these guys. But I, I've I've played with Team USA in college, and I feel like it's only right for me to play for Team Mexico, You know, whether it's in the next WBC, which I'm hoping they give me a call in the next WBC because I'm like, I'll definitely go. But I think, I, I mean, family members are reaching out. I have an uncle who works on, on both sides of the border, and, and it's like, he's like, hey, man, this is going to be crazy. Like, people are getting so excited for y'all. He's like, I just, I would love for you to come, you know, that way I can see you. And I, I gave him my answer on it, uh, but I, I would definitely love to make that trip. I think it's something that, you know, not only my, my heritage, but to represent, you know, for my, my, my culture, my upbringing and all that stuff, I think it'd be amazing to play in front of those fans who are so passionate about baseball down there. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll stay tuned. Happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so from there, I mean, the regular season starts with mm-hmm. a seven-game road trip starting in Houston mm-hmm. for four and then three against the Diamondbacks, yeah. the defending NL champs. I know it's a long season, and yeah. that's only seven games. Yeah. But you think it's uh, it, more important this year than maybe in some other years to get off to a good start during that opening road trip? I mean, yes and no. You don't look too much into it. Like you said, it's a long season. We start off hot. We're hot. We don't start off cold. We start. We don't start off so hot. We're not so hot. You know, it's just how the game goes. But um, understanding that those games are, you know, right away. I think every game, every game is important for sure. Definitely, you want to win every single game. Um, but like you said, this is a long season. You know, and things could turn around quick. Things could turn around quick. And I, I think we, I think we're 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 going to be ready for that. We're going to be ready for that. We have a good team. We have a good group of guys. We have good coaching staff that's leading us. Um, and I mean, it's, it's exciting to be able to play those games, like right out the shoot, man. It's, 
it's go time. Let's go. Let's play some baseball. Yeah. I don't know how much time you spend looking at the season long schedule. I, <laughs> I like to look ahead and, yeah. you know, plan my road trips and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. Probably not as much, but, uh, you know, the all star game this year is in Texas, your home state, hosted by your former team there at Globe Life Field. Um, I got to feel like, not that you need extra motivation, but to return to being an all star uh, after the way last year went and with, where the game is this year would probably be pretty special for you. Yeah, it would be, it would definitely be special. I mean, as, as corny as it sounds like, I just want to win a world series. If I'm in the all-star game, I'm in the all-star game. That means we're, we're doing well. Our team's doing well. I'm doing well. That's great. But um, I think the most important games are, are at the end of the year. You know, you want to be able to play in that last game of the season. You want to be able to win that game. I think that's the goal. And for me, like, thinking ahead like that, like it's great. It's a thing that, you know, people have brought up to me and they're like, Hey man, wouldn't it be cool? Yeah, it'd be great. It would be awesome. But at the same time, like at the end of the year, I want to play in the last game and I want to win that game. So I think that's the most important thing. That's if there's any kind of looking ahead and schedule for me, you circle in the end of the year for that. Yeah. Did you notice that the Yankees are playing in the, the little league classic this I year? Did, I did. I have I have some I have some ideas for that. We'll see we'll see what I can what I can bring out for that. I mean that's gonna be a, a game in itself. That's gonna be so much fun. Uh I think just to be around those kids and those kids are just as talented, man. They're 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 fun to be around, you know, watching from from afar and seeing how excited guys are there like to go play. You know, I think that's uh something and not only for other teams to go there, but the New York Yankees are gonna playing this little league game you know it's going to be a lot of fun so we'll yeah. see what we got yeah you you didn't get to uh, experience those like destination games the yankees have no, had in recent no, years yet. the london no, no, series no. or uh the iowa field of dreams game yeah. so that would be a good one this one's gonna be fun yeah the road to the championship obviously starts down here in tampa we got about a month or so to go before you guys head out of here uh, what do you like about this area you've had a you know a couple springs down here in <laughs> yeah. tampa you know yeah. is it is it all just ballpark and then back home for you or do you get to explore a little uh, bit pretty much ballpark and home uh my my wife was just here a couple of days ago she you know, she got me out of the house we were able to go to dinner have a nice dinner the kids were back home so um yeah i mean if 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 somebody's like hey you want to grab dinner i'll say yes but if not i mean it's like hey like what either looking at pictures or finding something to watch on tv um, just getting your rest and getting ready to come back the next day and just get your work in and get ready to play. Well, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a great vibe around here. There's oh, yeah. a lot of excitement. Oh, yeah. And, um, there should be. There should be. Yeah. There should be. I mean, just how excited are you for opening day of regular season, getting everybody rolling it back out there, if yeah. everybody healthy? Now? Yeah. I think, every, I think uh, like I said, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but, you know, last year hit hard for, you know, people. I think last year was, you know, it just wasn't us. You know, and I think a lot of guys, you know, looked at themselves, looked inward and were like, all right, like I'm ready to go back out there in 24, you know, and um, it's it's exciting. It's yeah. very exciting. Like what you're talking about, like the buzz around the around the area, like people are excited. We're excited uh, and, and we feel that we feel the excitement. We're we're excited. You know, day one was amazing. So, yeah. Well, can't wait to see you guys roll it out there. And um yeah, it's going to be a great season in the Bronx. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Trevi, thanks so much for your time today, man. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hi, this is Tommy Canely. You're listening to the New York Yankees official podcast.
Hi, this is Everson Pereira. You are listening to the New York Yankees official podcast. Welcome back to the New York Yankees official podcast. Nate, thank you for uh, giving us a sense of that first week of spring training. You, I believe you were gone before any of the games started, but Trevi's an excitable guy, uh, obviously a really nice guy, but you just get the sense of the mood around Yankees camp from listening to him and this idea that 2024 is a new season for so many different reasons. It is. And, you know, that was kind of one of the things that I was hoping to at least get a sense of when I was down there. You know, I arrived kind of at the same time as position players reported. So it was really the first time that everybody was back in camp. And, you know, for the returning players who were here for all of 2023, is it going to be one of those things where we don't even want to talk about 2023? We want to flush it. We want to, you know, forget that it even happened. Or are we going to use it as fuel um, and understand that last year obviously wasn't good enough and we're going to use that uh, as motivation to make sure it doesn't happen again? My sense was that it's it's the latter. The players that I spoke to, uh, they weren't shy about saying, uh, about talking about 2023 and how disappointing it was and, you know, using words like embarrassed and you know, this can't happen again, that sort of thing, which was good to hear. You know, I, I think there's there's value in, in going through a, a tough season like that and learning from it and using it, you know, as fuel going forward here. So um, Jose Trevino, certainly, uh, you know, as the catcher of the team, uh, he articulated as much. And yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody's pretty pumped up to uh, to move forward here in 24. It's something that I spoke about with a couple of the different guys back uh, in December when I was on the cruise. And I'm not trying to relitigate 2023 here or anything like that. I think that when you're in the midst of the hot stove season, which obviously now that spring training games are being played, it's not necessarily front of mind anymore. But you know, it, there's always a sense of what you can, what more you can do, what more you can do, who else you can sign, who else you can trade for, and all those things. And believe me, I, I think that if you asked Brian Cashman himself or Hal Steinbrenner himself, they would say that there were fundamental flaws in some ways with the 2023 team. With that said, I do think you have to bear in mind that if not for the right field wall at Dodger Stadium, if not for some freak pitcher injuries, you know, that really derailed things early on, you, you know, there's a lot of great things on that team. And as we sit here at spring training now, and look, of course, spring training is optimistic. Of course, spring training is, you know, the grass is green. It's everything smells great and everyone's healthy, right? Mm -hmm. But you see what's coming out of the camp in the, in those first few weeks. Nate, you were there personally. I'm watching from social media and, and, and spring training games on the Yes Network, whatever. And, and you just kind of remember a little bit because it's not like there are that many new pieces on this team right now. The guys who were supposed to contribute last year, who for various reasons weren't able to, those are good players. Yeah. Those, are, those are, you know, Jose Trevino, to, to, to bring this back to where we started here, you know, the year before that, he was an all-star and the platinum glove winner. And Pretty look, good. <laughs> certainly, if you want to look at the issues with the 2023 team, I would not say defensive, defensive issues from the catcher position would be top of the list. But you can hear when Jose Trevino talks, the energy he brings to that room. And you can imagine what it's like when he's not there. And I think that really came through from your interview. And it just hearing him and realizing that if all goes right, he's in the clubhouse all year this year, it's easy to start thinking about, well, what if all these guys are in there this year? And what if all these things that went wrong last year? What if three quarters of them go right? Well, that's it. I mean, I feel like just the law of averages, uh, you know, <laughs> would say that it, it can't go as badly as it went last year. Um, and yeah, I mean, the reason I wanted to speak to Jose Trevino was because 
for you know the reasons you just mentioned like he came off uh such a great year in 2022 and was part of so many players who dealt with injuries in 2023 and he's a guy who's just you know he's always been honest with us and you can ask him anything and um you know i knew that it had to be really disappointing to to have to go on the il in july and just i mean his whole you know second half of the season was shot but yeah just a guy who's so optimistic like so many others in that room i mean and you look around not only are they good players but uh i mean they look great so far in spring trading you know everybody you know of course the the old cliche they're in the best shape of their lives but i mean you look at carlos rodon and john carlos stanton um you, you know just go around the room and like i mean these guys look like they're ready and raring to go you know we've seen some pretty impressive performances already in the early going here in the spring training games I just can't wait. What do we got? Another month before the first uh, regular season game in Houston. So really looking forward to what this team can do this year. It is that weird sensation. I mean, because Nate, you've already been to spring training. You're back from spring training. Your spring training is essentially over. I haven't been yet. I'm going next week. And yet it's like you have those, you know, first uh, bits of euphoria from the workout reports you're getting and everything like that and then the first games meanwhile over here in yankee stadium we are firmly in april at this point i mean we are very much in opening day mode and everything like that but it is nice and i mean you know at the same time at one o'clock every day suddenly there's baseball again yeah and, and it's great i kind of go back to this a lot of times with people you know we work hard during the off season don't get me wrong but there's just a difference when the work you're doing when you look up and there's a baseball game on the TV while you're doing it. And it just, uh, it kind of centers everything and grounds everything in a sense. Yeah. I mean, those first, the first day I was down there and just watching batting practice and hearing the crack of the bat and, you know, seeing just the players run through workouts in the outfield and take, you know, one of my favorite moments actually was the last day I was there just watching outfield practice because it, really was a, I think, a snapshot of what the Yankees outfield is going to look like this year. It was like, you know, the A-team. You had Aaron Judge and Trent Grisham in center field. You had Juan Soto and Giancarlo Stanton in right field. And you had Alex Verdugo all by himself out in left field. And it was like, these are the guys who are going to be roaming Yankee Stadium in a few weeks. And uh, pretty excited to watch all of them. So much of uh, the joy of spring, obviously, is just seeing the way Everyone's a little looser. Everyone's a little lighter. Certainly, you know, again, the hope is everyone's healthy. But it's also just like watching like the interactions with the fans and everything like that. And it's funny for me because, you know, I'm coming from a couple of weeks ago being down in Tampa for the Savannah Bananas where it's like literally, you know, they'll let the fans pitch if, uh, if, 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 if it's funny enough. You know, but I mean, for you, obviously, when you go down there, you know, what were you sensing from, you know, the fans and, and just the general atmosphere around the park? Um, you know, a lot of optimism, you know, like you said, I was there before the games started. So it's cool being there for the practices because it's just an open, it's an open practice. Like anybody can come. There's no admission fee. There's no tickets or anything like that. I don't know how many fans of other teams go to watch their ball club practice. Um, but you know, the Yankees will draw like, you know, a few hundred fans, inside George M. Steinbrenner Field just to watch the guys go through live BP, you know, watch Nestor Cortez throw his first few pitches of 2024, things like that. Um, so there's a lot of room to roam, uh, which is kind of fun. You know, I brought my 12-year-old son the last day I was there, so he was like kind of trying to 
secure like several sections in in the hopes of getting a foul ball. <laughs> um, Any did, luck? No, no luck this year. But um, <laughs> it's just fun, you know, being able to get down really close to the players and and watch them do things that you know every baseball player has done since little league days. But that's the thing that I always say, and, and I say this when I'm coaching, you know, my kids' baseball team. It's like the stuff that I'm trying to get you to do right now. I'm not going to teach you how to hit a home run over you know a wall and a. Th- triple deck stadium but these drills that we're doing i'm telling you from experience these are the drills that the yankees are doing right now these are the drills that the red sox are doing right now these are the drills that the world champion rangers are doing right now like it's not that complicated again you're not necessarily gonna throw 95 miles per hour when you're 12 years old i hope but in terms of the things that you're doing to maximize your ability and to get better at the game and to learn the fundamentals like you said you you can without a ticket show up early in spring training and watch the New York Yankees do that. Yeah, it's super cool, and I'm always kind of blown away too by just the scope of the operation. You know, everybody shows up bright and early. You know, seven eight o'clock in the morning, and I mean there are dozens and dozens of ball players, and you know, of all different positions and position groups and different places on the hierarchy, you know, whether they're, you know, major league veteran or uh, a young kid in camp for the first time. And, you know, there's like a chart uh, hanging in the clubhouse, kind of mapping out where everybody needs to be and when, and it is a big, big operation. And I'm always just like, whew, that's whoever has to put that together. That is a lot of work, but you know, it's all very seamless and everybody knows exactly what they need to be doing. And uh, the facilities down there are incredible. They're, every year, I feel like we go down and we see new batting cages, new uh, data centers being built. The, the entire Yankees clubhouse has been refurbished. Uh, it looks incredible. Just, you know, it's always a, a very positive vibe down there. Certainly nice to get into the uh, the nice warm Tampa sun. Although there's certainly been years when, when it's been warmer when I was down there. It was like <laughs> 70 instead of 80, but I wasn't complaining one bit. I had a great trip and was also eager to get back here and, uh, you know, continue working on the publications to make sure that they're ready for opening day here, April 5th at Yankee Stadium. Nate, obviously, spring training, we talked about the optimism, we talked about the good weather, but really one of the greatest things about spring training is the new guys. You wrote about this for the spring issue, which is now out. Obviously, you can get the spring training cover of it at GMS Field in Tampa, or if you're a subscriber, you can get the regular spring cover. They both feature Cy Young winner Garrett Cole on the cover. Nate. Obviously, it's super fun to watch Aaron Judge. It's super fun to watch Garrett Cole, whether it's in a game or in, in a warm-up situation. But Juan Soto, Marcus Stroman, Alex Verdugo, Trent Grisham, any number of semi-random relievers who you know are going to, at least half of them are going to turn out under the tutelage of Matt Blake to be, Matt Blake and Mike Harkey to be, you know, world beater somehow. What's it like? Tell me about the new guys. Well, I mean, all eyes were firmly locked on Juan Soto. Um and boy, what a uh, a jolt of energy, you know, just super uh, confident, super upbeat, you know, <laughs> marched into the pavilion on day one wearing a T-shirt saying the generational Juan Soto does not lack for confidence whatsoever. But just uh, you could see that he's a guy who fits in <laughs> with pretty much anybody, you know, on photo day they had you know everybody goes to their different stations and the setup that they built for the scoreboard uh stuff this year at yankee stadium was absolutely incredible they like they just top themselves every year and they basically 
built a recreation of like a New York City subway station. Totally awesome. But while the, uh, you know, it would take, you know, a couple minutes for each player to go through there. And while a player was going through, taking the pictures, taking the videos, uh, there was usually a player or two kind of waiting in the wings, uh, getting ready for his turn next. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there next to Juan Soto and Alex Verdugo and maybe a couple other guys while he was waiting to go on. And just, you know, he's just nonstop, like, bantering, making people laugh. Um, just uh, seems like he's going to be a great fit here in the Bronx. And then, you know, you watch him step in the cage and do his thing there. Just what a special talent. I mean, we, we knew this coming in uh, as soon as... The trade became official in December. It was like, wow, we just got one of the greatest hitters of this generation. I mean, it's you look at the comps on, you know, baseball reference, the similarity score, and it's like Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. Like this guy has done things in his first five, six seasons, I guess, um, that have him on an absolute, you know, fast track to Cooperstown if he can keep keep it going. So um, all eyes were on him, and he he certainly put on a show and I can't wait to see what he does uh, here in the Bronx in front of his, his new home crowd. Juan Soto, obviously I think everyone's ready for, uh, for that one. Look, Marcus Stroman, Verdugo, Grisham, talk to me about those guys. Yeah. I mean, likewise, I, I think these guys are going to be a great fit in the clubhouse. Um, saw a lot of easy interactions between teammates. I, I feel like Grisham is certainly a, a little quieter than Verdugo, uh, but, you know, Verdugo certainly just seems so thrilled to be in a new spot. Um, you know, he's got totally new look, you know, shaved face and uh, new number. Got a good one, too. 24 is a solid number. I think those guys are going to form a really uh, cohesive outfield unit. I mean, both of those guys in Verdugo and Grisham are outstanding defensive outfielders, which is kind of an underratedly important thing i think um in terms of keeping runners from taking extra bases keeping your pitchers from having to you know record extra outs uh i think th those guys are going to be really big impact players and um i mean stroman I, I was really excited to meet him you know I, I didn't get a chance to do like a, any sort of full formal interview with him but we just had like a little chat on photo day and he he's a really interesting dude and um you know when he's going well fantastic pitcher so they've all been great additions look like they're uh comfortable in their new surroundings and in their new jerseys with their new numbers and all that and from what we've seen uh through the first few games here in spring training they all look great so uh i, I think the front office did a fantastic job this offseason obviously spring training a lot of it's about what you are going to see this season some of spring training of course is about what you're not going to see this season but what you might see sometime soon Nate, in the first few games of this spring, Spencer Jones is certainly uh, making some noise, big mm -hmm. boy, doing some things. You know, a lot of young pitchers, again, guys who, I mean, if you could name a third of these guys, you know, I, I'd be surprised. But there's just a lot of interesting uh, names that are coming up around Yankees world soon. And, and I know for me, look, I, I say this to everyone always, you know, everyone should go to spring training, whatever. But I can't wait to get down there and just watch some of the kids. Yeah, and you know, it's a it's a tough lineup to crack. You know, we've been down there in years past, just last year, when there was a, a question like who's gonna be the Yankees shortstop on opening day. That's a that's a big question to have to answer. And uh, you know, looking at the roster this year and and at the health of everybody, like there's 
there's not really any huge question marks that are still hanging out there. So there's a ton of guys in camp whose chances of making the Yankees on opening day is, is it's pretty tough. It's a really interesting point you're making because, you know, you think back to the last year and guys who got a lot of run, Peraza, Pereira, Cabrera, um, maybe what you're talking about there is just the Yankees bench along with, you know, catcher and Grisham or whatever, Trent Grisham. But I, I, I think that, you know, the idea when last season ended, you thought a guy like Peraza, you thought a guy like Pereira were kind of going to have roles in there when the season started. And I think it's a good problem to have when you're in spring training. You want to be saying like you're a good player or you project as a good player, even if you haven't shown yet. But you're someone we're excited about and we cannot get you into the lineup yet. Yeah. And, it, it you know, kind of uh, if you live near the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders or the Somerset Patriots, <laughs> you could be, players <laughs> yeah, you should be pretty excited about opening day in those stadiums, too, because they're going to be rolling out lineups and, and rotations that are stocked with talent and guys who are more than likely going to be playing in the big leagues uh, in the next couple of years. So my, my parents live in Bridgewater. I'm encouraging them to buy season tickets for the Patriots this year again. Obviously, you listen to us talk right now. You could see what spring training, even the idea of spring training, because I haven't been there yet, but what spring training does to a person. I think that we are uh, certainly uh, sounding happy, positive, all those things. Nate, one last thing before I let you go there. You have in front of you the official spring training program for this year, Garrett Cole on the cover. You know, Walk me through what, what, what are fans going to see in there besides for the story that we talked about, your piece on the new acquisitions, which is currently online at yankees.com slash magazine. Well, like you said, we got Garrett Cole on the cover. Our boss, Alfred Santasiri III, wrote an excellent cover story about Garrett Cole's Cy Young award-winning season. Um, you can look forward to that, as well as a uh, another piece that I wrote for this one about Aaron Judge winning the 2023 Roberto Clemente Award and all the wonderful work Aaron has done off the field. Um, so we take a look at that pretty in-depth. I provided some some history about the award itself, too, which I think some fans might be interested in. Uh, John, we got your awesome story that we've been looking forward to all winter long about the uh, <laughs> the Yankees Legends of Baseball cruise. The, the long-form story is fantastic. You know, it's not just about the cruise. It certainly tackles a, a much bigger topic in really kind of what it means to be a Yankee. So, that's a great story. We got not one, but two Aaron Judge posters uh, in the middle of this. We got Do you know that I have had two people already, random people, who texted me saying, my kid's thrilled that there was back-to-back posters. Two people. Wow. So, yeah, take that. Wow. I mean, <laughs> Anyhow, go on. I, I don't know how they decide which one to put up. Maybe you put up one for a month and then flip it. I, I don't buy, know. Buy two copies. Yeah, I guess that's the answer. So, yeah, we got your scorecard if you're down in spring training and care to score the game score the game you can do that we've got the the yankees roster pages we have a, a q a with uh that i did with rutgers head football coach greg shiano after his team's victory in the pinstripe bowl and um you know all the other things that you uh that yankees magazine readers have come to know and love bomber bites and first pitch and all that stuff so really proud of uh the first magazine of 2024 First magazine's a tough one. Uh, we try to make it look easy, but we do not have a lot of access uh, during the <laughs> offseason. Uh, you know, we really have to work for these stories. We can't go downstairs to the clubhouse and chat with the guys. We have to go uh, whether to Fresno or to the Western Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not know, all bad. Don't get me wrong. But we uh, we can't wait to see uh, till Juan Soto gets down to Tampa to take a picture of him in his Yankees uniform and expect to have the magazine ready to go uh, a couple days later. So you got to get creative during the offseason. But um, I, I think we did a good job of that this year. It's a good book. I hope everyone picks it up. If you are not already subscribed, you know, get on board. We think the 2024 Yankees are going to be fun. But Nate, 
Welcome back. Thank you so much for this report from Tampa. Thank you so much for a great interview with Jose Trevino. And I look forward to uh, sharing my intel when I get back uh, in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's hit stop on this and get back to work on our opening day stuff, which is really, really, really intimidating. <laughs> Sounds great. I already got one foot out the door. <laughs> See ya. Hi, this is Garrett Cole. Thank you for listening to the New York Yankees official podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe at yankees.com slash podcast or at the podcast app of your choice. The New York Yankees official podcast is a production of the Yankees Magazine Podcast Network. It's produced by me, John Schwartz, with assistance from the entire team at Yankees Magazine, as well as incredible support from the New York Yankees Media Relations Department, in particular Jason Zillow, Michael Margolis, and Caitlin Brennan. Thanks also to our awesome social media team, Brian Callahan, Julia Shore, and Alex King. If you're not subscribed, what are you waiting for? We're available wherever you listen to your podcasts or at yankees.com slash podcasts. Leave us a review, leave us a rating, you can even send us your thoughts over email, podcasts at yankees.com. For more information about the stories we discussed today, visit yankees.com slash magazine, where you can read all of our long-form content. If you'd like to subscribe to Yankees Magazine or purchase individual copies of the magazine, yearbook, media guide, or anything else, please visit yankees.com slash publications or call us at 800-GO-YANKS. Of course, you can also stay up to date on everything happening here at the stadium by following us on Twitter, at Yanks Magazine, or by liking us on Facebook at Yankees Magazine. That's it. See you next time, and go Yanks.